Weekly Sauce, episode 47. Man, we've done so many of these in the last couple weeks that I'm losing count. Uh, Weekly Sauce, episode 47. Uh, 46 is in the books. We had Chris Aki, our, our guest today. His teammate, Chris Aki, was on. Great guy. You know, told us a few stories. He was a funny guy. He does. He has awful taste in poutine, but I'm sure he has a great taste in mustard truffle sauce. And the only place to get the best mustard truffle sauce is at mikesbbq.mtl.com and use Hot Sauce 10 it's for 10% off the entire site. It's the best sauce by far. We'll send some over to Atlanta right now where our guest is uh, is working out. But before that, I'm going to get to my colleague. Alex, how's it going, buddy? All good, man. I'm super excited. We have Antonio. I heard great things about him, so I'm excited. We've only heard amazing things about Antonio, and then it was it was amplified and confirmed when we were waiting for Antonio to come on, and he's like, "Hold up, I'm just gonna set up my hookah." Antonio's enjoying <laughs> Antonio's enjoying some shisha which we got <laughs> on air, which I don't mind, man. I don't mind at all. Antonio, what kind of flavor you got going there? Uh, orange mint, my favorite. That's that's what I like to do. Like oh, orange mint. Yeah, orange mint. It, it do the justice. It's crazy though. I got a favorite. She's a spot in um, Montreal. It's on St. Cat. It's right by the um, Starbucks on St. Cat. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you walk down, it's like to the right, right before the bar that you yeah. go downstairs in. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I, I used to live in there. Really, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Show, show us what you're working with. Show us the thing. Uh, show us oh, your, your hookah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show how, it. How you. big is this thing? It's big. How I flip the camera? I forgot. I have no idea, buddy. There's probably, if you click on the screen, there's probably something on the right. Uh, here, no. Uh, oh, go. Here it go, right? That's here. fucking huge. Yeah, huge. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> yeah, got the gun on it. Yeah, it's pretty big. So what have you been doing in Atlanta, man, other than smoking shisha? No, see, I don't smoke it every day, but I just been training, you know, um, getting ready for the season. You know, I expect a big season out of me this year. I got high expectations for myself coming off my rookie year, which I did pretty good. Pretty, I, I did decent. I could have <laughs> did way better, but you know, I had um was coming off with um went from AEF straight to um the CFL, so I ain't have no offseason training or none of that. So you know, eventually my body was wearing down on me. So you know, I played at like sixty percent. I think I did pretty good. So I expect the big season out of me this year, at least double digit sacks. Um. I'm going for defensive player of the year. I feel real confident about that with my abilities and with with, um, with me training. Because I played last year probably like 240 with my body not wet. So I'm probably like 245 now. Two, uh, between 245, 250, I'm probably like 12, 11% body fat trying to get it to 10. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm in the best shape that I've been in. What kind of diet are you eating? Like how much, like how little carbs are you eating right now? Where you need um, I really don't need them. It's crazy. I probably eat like twice a day. Okay. And which is don't sound normal, but um, I eat like healthy, real healthy. Um, my girl Ashley is a chef, so she uh, meals prep for me. So she makes sure I'm eating healthy and stuff like that. I, she's throwing a little starch in every now and then when I want to get you know cheat day and stuff like that, but. <laughs> Other than that, you know, I try to stay healthy. I drink nothing but water. I don't drink soda at all. I don't drink juice or nothing like that. I, I think that junk just sweet make me like hurt my chest and all that. So, you know, I'm I'm real healthy. So what do you what do you do for like a cheat meal then? Um 
wings. Yeah. <laughs> I love I, I love chicken tenders and fries, boneless wings. I love that. Like I love that. So fried fried food, man. Fried food is the killer, but it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Uh did you feel a difference like like going from American style football watches which well four four downs to three downs did you feel a difference? Yes, because it's just like high curve so fast. Like you no. sitting on the sideline, you get a two and out, <laughs> and then next thing you know, you come to the <laughs> sideline, punt team get ready, and you got oh lord, but I gotta catch my breath. But I ain't even catch my breath, and it's different because you know American League, you got three, you got three downs. So third now you can you can get your mind right, be like, but in the CFL, you gotta get a quick water. We don't get that. You don't get a good um, yards on first now. You gotta get your mind right to get back out there. There's a lot more drives too because you're not running the ball. The ball's not the ball's not uh, the the yeah. clock's not running down, right? So there's a lot more uh, drives for you defensive guys, right? And you must love it in a passing league. You must be going nuts. Yeah, I actually that's the great thing about it. You don't really have to defend the run like that. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like okay, okay, you know what that's fit. Like if they do run on first down, you'd be like okay, first, second, they get like two two yards. You know they finna pass it, so it's like. You always on your high horse. You thinking pass every play. So, and that's gonna be a good thing. You know, you can convert. I, I always been taught from my college coaches like run the pass. No pass the run. My fault. So you can get a good get off, but that can help you like you know hedge the block. You know, um, set your um hold your post on the run. And if they do a stretch or try to reach, you know, you getting off the ball hard. You can get into them real fast. So I always think pass the run. So. Yeah. My best thing is my get off, so that's what I try to focus on when I train and stuff like that. And and, th and that's actually what I've noticed from you. You have a really high motor uh, when you go when you go out and play there. You you you're actually really good, and uh, you actually get to the quarterback. You you you, you get good hits on them, and and honestly, you're now that John Bowman is gone, I think you're my favorite now on the D line. Yeah, so, yeah, so I got a dog mentality. So when I'm on the field, I try to make every play. And and I know my best ability is my speed. So I know if the ball comes to my side, I know nobody's going to outrun me to the sideline or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Or if I know if I can't get to the quarterback and they throw it quick, I know with my speed and my ability, I can hustle to the ball real quick and make the tackle or help make the tackle downfield. So, you know, With me being on the field and I can cover so much ground, I think that's a, a key for our defense. Like with me on any defense, I can cover so much ground on the field, and I'm a hustler. I'm a I'm a I'm a hustler. Like you feel what I'm saying? I'm always I'm always hustle to the ball, no matter what. I was taught that in college yeah. at Georgia Tech. So we were so small, D line compared to anybody else that we always had to run to the ball. That's our key mentality: is run to the ball, everybody to the ball. Like we get, we used to get graded for lows and stuff like that in college. So that just set me with my mindset, like, okay, try to not to get as many lows as I can. You get what I'm saying? If I'm tired, come out. But while I'm on the field, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to go 100% every, every time. So you mentioned college and Georgia Tech, and, I mean, I, I can understand it's probably, you know, a little bittersweet. And, you know, a college, we were talking about it before and how – Uh, we we do two podcasts. This is the second one, but uh, we were talking about in March Madness how this is what it is for these guys. You know, it's like some of them it's their last thing, the last time they're ever going to play professional uh, basketball and football. It's the case. You know what I mean? It's like there's only the CFL to go to the AAF. I mean, as much as it's a professional league, I don't think it's around much. XFL is doing good things, so hopefully that continues going. Um, but for you guys, like how how important is it was 
what was it like playing at Georgia Tech? Were you a fan? How important was it when you were recruiting, like to get four years out, make sure you get an education, all that stuff? Um, so when I was getting recruited, it was crazy because I started out as a receiver and a running back. So yeah. I didn't play defense into my senior in high school. Okay. And it was crazy how it happened. I had transferred to a private school. And they tried me at running back that day. But when they tried me at running back, I was so tired from working out that I wasn't hitting it like I was supposed to. So. You went to uh, <laughs> a prep school? Yeah, I went to a private school, yeah. Which University one? Christian out of Jacksonville, University okay, Christian yeah. School. Okay. So they put my little brother there, and he was hitting it harder than me. They was like, okay, yeah, we're going to move you to tight end. But then they didn't have no defensive end. So they was like, "We, you're playing defensive end. Like, and we was working out. <laughs> And it was like doing um, off-season training. And I'm working out doing the drills. They was like, you're going to be the best defense end we ever had. You're going to be the de- best defense end in the country. I'm thinking in the back of my head, man, they got me messed up. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm coming to play. I, I've been playing offense my whole life. I ain't played defense. So when they put me at defense end the first game, we played on um, we played um, on ESPN against a team um, called Highlands in Kentucky. So that was the worst game of my life like i'm like bro i was so frustrated because i'm like <laughs> man I, this defense end kind of tough so you know i had it I'm, i put so much pressure on myself to exceed the expectations i have so i played so terrible after that man the next game i had six sacks the <laughs> next game i had five sacks in the first half so i was like okay okay i'm getting it and after that it was just coach i had 32 sacks my um senior year high school I was like second in the nation. I made like all, um, you know, all um, the parade, all American team with everybody in the country. So it was just, it was just a blessing because I went from uh, no stars to having like one offer to having a lot of offers. I was a three star, you know. It was just, it was just, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. Like, it, it actually worked out for me. It's cool, man. You were a three star <laughs> in rivals, I guess, right? Yeah, I was yeah. three star on everything. Yeah, so I mean, I remember when I was when I was playing uh, when I was growing up too in Canada. I mean, we had guys that were ranked in rivals, and it was always cool to see somebody. I wasn't ranked. I wasn't even close to being ranked. I wasn't even ranked in Canada. I wasn't even ranked in my city. Probably not even ranked on my team. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, but it's cool to see guys that you played with. You see their name show up on rivals like two star, one star. It's actually cool. Yeah. And it must be pumped. So like, you got the offer from Georgia Tech. You go there. Your defensive end. All of a sudden, you're changing your entire the entire way of being. Uh, what was it like playing for such a big school, man? The Yellow Jackets. Are you uh, are you pride and true uh, Georgia Tech now, or is what's going on? Yeah, pride and true. I, I still go out there, work out, support um, D lineman, the um, D line coach that's done now. Excuse me, the D line coach that was done now. He trained me coming out of high school, so we we already got that connection. So you know, I go talk to him. We watch film together and stuff like that. But it was crazy though, because when I got the tech. That was my second year ever playing defense end. <laughs> so I'm like, it was like every year from there on, I'm learning about the position. You know, I'm getting better. It's never a year I played football that I didn't get better at. So that's why I expect a big year for me. Because once I adapt to a situation, it just I just grow and go up from there. I get better and I get better. So, like, from my freshman year to my senior year, I got more comfortable. I got more confident. You know, I got better. Just like last year, as a season – Progress. I got better and better because I got used to the game and slowed down for me. So, so right after you left um, Georgia Tech, you tried out with the with the Broncos, and mm-hmm. you, I believe you ended up on the practice roster as well. And uh, yeah, tell us about the experience about going to the Broncos. 
So with the Broncos, it was uh, I think that really helped my game a lot. It was the best experience I ever had because you know Von Miller, I marked my game yeah. after him. So I was in the room with Von Miller. Um, it was Von, Ch- Bradley Chubb, man, Chubb still cool. We um, it was good learning from him. And then Shane Ray that just signed with the Toronto Argonauts. Um, he was in the room. And then Shaquille Barrett that led the NFL in sacks. And so it was all four of us. So you know I'm learning from them. And I'm like watching everything they do, like picking it up. And me and Shaq still close to the day. We still text. He's not you know, in Denver anymore, is he? Hmm? He's no, he's on with the Buc- he with the Buccaneers. With the Bucks, yeah, okay, NFL, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Led NFL in Sack last year. Mm-hmm. Then he won the Super Bowl this year. And we still come in contact. I'm supposed to be going down to Tampa to train with him. So, you know, um everything just, you know, um it, it was a great experience. I'm actually g- glad that I uh, went to Denver and experienced that. That's good, man. And it must be, it must be like, you just named Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I mean, those two guys. Yeah, different. Oh, man. Different. Von is, 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 I had I, expectations like, dang, I'm really in here with Von, but it's just like, he's really different, like, yeah. different breed. Like, best, he's still my top pass rusher ever. For real, uh, yeah. Like, that's what I was going to ask you. Who's the guy you kind of modeled your game? So you modeled your game after Von Miller. He's Von Miller and Alden Smith. Alden Smith. That play oh, for yeah. the Cowboys now. I, I was going to say that as well, man. I was going to say Alden Smith. That's crazy. Yeah, so Von and Alden Smith, I marked my game off. So, so I used to watch highlights all the time with them. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I know I can do this. Especially when Alden Smith was at the 49ers. He yeah. was so cold. Like, oh, my. Them, them oh, the two yeah. people I marked my game off after. And Alden Smith. And taking what? How many years did he take off? Three, four years, something like that. And yeah, he comes and back, he, and it's like he didn't miss a beat. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like he just like so fluent. How they use their hands and how they use their speed with Von get off and how he bends the corner, like uses his hands. It's just I learned a lot from Von, so I really appreciate that. But yeah, I want my game after those two, and it was a really a great experience. What do you uh, What are you thinking about post career? Let's say the CFL five, six, ten years from now, done. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? Coaching, training. No, no, no coaching. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Like, uh, I probably, I got little brother, so I probably like train. I, I like training people, you know, teaching people. But I probably wouldn't make it like a career or anything like that. No, I probably just like focus on a business. I want to start like two businesses and best and stuff. You know, I just want to be a, like a businessman. Yeah, that's my major. So I, I really like. Once I'm done with football, I think like it's over with. Like I don't think I want to get back into. It. I volunteer, help out and stuff. You know. Teach every now and then whenever I can, but yeah, but I probably won't get into coaching. That's too much stress. Yeah, and it's not it's not it's not for everybody, right? And you see it a lot, and it's like everybody thinks, oh, he could be a great coach after, but being a coach is is extremely hard. That's for, or being a good coach. Yeah, is too hard. much, too much pressure, too yeah. much stress. Like, I, I don't got time for all that. My my older brother actually he a coach and stuff like that, and I I can't do all that. It's just too much. It's a grind, man. You're not you're doing it, especially at the beginning. You're doing it for not much. And yeah, and then probably you start out as an assistant and stuff. I, I'm yeah. just not good with people like bossing me around and stuff. Like, <laughs> Imagine you have to spend like 15 hours watching film and you're not getting paid. Yeah. You know, like I can't even do that. I and mean, it's crazy though. I barely watch film now. I feel like every time I watch film, like try to actually sit there and watch film hard, I play bad. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It gets in your head because it fucks with what you're trying to do. And it's crazy. I can look <laughs> now. I, how I watch film, I look at the office alignment like once or twice. And I can, I can be like, okay, I know what I'm going to do against him. Like, yeah, I, you I know pick up on tendencies. I pick on tendencies real quick. So I don't mm. need to sit down and just study hours of film and all that. Like, I don't need all that. I can see the formation one time, see the plays one time, and I'll be like, okay, that's enough. I, I know what they're going to do. 
when I see it and stuff. You get what I'm saying? I don't need a lot of repetition. I'm just not a big film head. That shit. That junk just not. It's it's tough to be a coach, which actually leads to my next question is who's a coach that you had maybe the defensive coach that was with you in high school and, and now is defensive defensive line coach in Georgia Tech, maybe him, but who's the coach that you had that kind of like pushed you and motivated you to become the guy that you are today? Mike Pelton, my D-line coach at Georgia Tech. I owe him <laughs> the world. I'm telling you because when he got me, I, I barely knew how to play defense and he was so hard on me, like so hard on me. Like he was my dad. It was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Pelton, like he, he taught me a lot. I, I can reach out to him now and he'll still like give me advice. But he taught me a lot, he taught me how to be a man. I grew up with him. You know, he I grew up a lot. Being around him, he taught me how to play defense and lineman. He taught me like, you know, all the little stuff. He really made me the player that I am. I owe him all the credit. So you were uh, your first year in Montreal, uh, and and you've probably noticed there's so many great restaurants in Montreal. Um we want to know And, and, we, and we've asked this to all the, the people who interviewed. Who's What's your favorite restaurant? And also, have you tried poutine? I tried poutine one time. I do not like it. What? And I love French fries. <laughs> but I, I don't like all the extra stuff on the fries and all that. But um, my favorite restaurant, I got a few. is because it's crazy. Canada food is way better than down here. I, mean, I tell everybody that. Like, <laughs> everything I had in Canada was amazing. Well, the like, thing is, I don't even have Montreal. Like, Montreal has, like, some of the best restaurants in the world. Montreal. I really don't even have a favorite. All Montreal food is amazing. Like, But, but is, I, there one, uh, is there one that, that stands out? Um, I was trying so many different restaurants. I don't even have I don't know. Favorite, I don't know what like, part of the city you live in when you live in Montreal. Do you live in the east? I was downtown. Um, I live right off St. Cat. Okay, right off St. Catherine. Okay, so you got to try. I'm, th I'm trying to think of some good. Some good. You said you liked chicken wings. Um, it was it was a it was a restaurant. Um, I can't remember the name. Been so long, but it's on St. Cat, like where the Starbucks at. You know how you can make a right to go to Hooker Lounge. Yeah. If you make a left with all the restaurants and bars and stuff right there. Mm -hmm. I think it was the first one once you pass the little apartment complex. I think it was the first restaurant to your left, and you And walk you upstairs. Yeah, warehouse. Yeah, warehouse. Yeah, that's the best one, favorite one. Favorite yeah, because it's five dollars every plate, right? And, and it's amazing. I eat, I used to eat at warehouse like two or three times. Well, warehouse is good. It's like it's good at fucking three in the morning. You know what I mean? Like five o'clock, five dollars. We, my boys and I, we'd go after we get hammered, and we go after and, and we 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 go to warehouse with like ten guys, and we're just getting like uh, like maybe fifty orders of five dollars. You know, and we just start picking out on everything pre COVID. Y'all make me reminisce. I love Montreal. <laughs> All right, so we got to go to warehouse together, man. Let's do it. When yeah, man, we got to, man. I love Montreal, man. I love Montreal. I love it. So we asked uh, Chris Aki uh, a few questions about the guys in the locker room, and we said, who's the loudest guy in the locker room? And immediately he said you. He didn't even hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, Antonio. We're like, Antonio Simmons? He's like, yeah. We're like, we're having yeah. him on next week. He goes, tell him I said that. He's the loudest yeah. guy in the locker room. Yeah, I, I really am. I, I think I bring I, I think I bring the energy to everybody. I mess with everybody. Everybody loves me. Like I love everybody. I mean, I'm cool with everybody. So I am the loudest. I'm the goofiest one. You know, I I just don't care. I just bring have like to have fun with everybody. There's always one, there's always one, right? We've had yeah, in the last definitely in the last week, Alex. What, in the last couple weeks, we've had like five Alouettes on. We've had Chris Aki, you, Jake Weineke, uh Gino, Gino Lewis. Lewis. Uh, they're my dogs. I, I love Jake and Gino. They're my dogs. Yeah, good guys, man. <laughs> all of the, all of you guys so far, you guys are great guys. And it's like, and I, I'm excited because Alex was telling, uh, I think it was Jake, that 
you know, for for a while, the Alouettes, we wasn't like a, uh, a major. We weren't. Well, nobody was watching. Calvillo left, and nobody was watching. And now with VA and all these young guys coming in, we Alex and I were talking about it before, and he was speaking highly of all the young guys coming in, and it's it's impressive. And honestly, I, I wish you guys all the success. I mean, I hope you guys are, you kill it this year because we we need. We need the Alouettes to be back because the Habs aren't doing it, so we need the Alouettes to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's crazy, though. I I really feel like our record, um, 2019, could have been way better if VA never missed the games. He missed. He missed, like, I don't think we won a game without him. He missed, like, six. You know, and we just had a lot of injuries to secondary. We lost um, Taylor, got hurt. Then Ryan Carter got hurt. Then we had receivers missing, you know, and we did the best we could. Yeah. Kahari did the best he could. He a great coach, mm-hmm. but I feel really feel like this year we all taking it, um, taking it to the next level. Because you forgot, you got to remember, it was Jake first year, it was my first year, it was VA first year starting, it was Standback first year basically playing, like all the key players, um, Greg Reed first year, like all the all the key players that we got coming back is it was their first year. We had Pat, it was our like Pat first year with us. So, you know, yeah. all of us, it was basically our first year. It was a young team. And, you know, with that experience that we got, we know what to expect. Like, we have high expectations for us. Like, we expect to be first in the East. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just hands down. I, I, we, I'm not worried about no team. We should be first in the East. We should go to the Grey Cup. Like, I, they, they don't even they, – I think they got us second to last favorite to win the Grey Cup. I feel like that's real disrespectful. I'll put money on you. I, I'll put money on you guys on the Grey Cup. <laughs> Yeah, because I really feel like we have a great – if we all stay healthy, pray to God we all stay healthy, we, it shouldn't be no way we shouldn't win the Grey Cup. I don't yeah. see no team better, especially with the acquisitions we got with Usher and um, – Eli Rogers. Eli Rogers going to help us out. Yeah. Usher, I forgot the big D tackle we got. Um, forgot his name. I'm drawing a blank. Um, and start with the M. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> came, from, um, came from Edmonton. It was seven-time West All-Star. He gonna help us out a lot, and you know, and we we all the people that we had that was veterans they gone, so we got a lot of like we got younger, so it's just like. Well, you guys, Duke need- you guys lost uh, Enoch. Enoch went to Toronto. Yeah, um, to be honest, um, we it's not it's not gonna affect us that much. No, like, no, I'm just saying he, he came on too, and he you know he talked a lot, and he's a great guy, but you know it, it could be a loss. But like like we were saying before, a lot of young guys coming in, man, young guys are gonna be the new league, and yeah, we, it's and, a we, quick and we and we and we we with acquisitions we got, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. You know, we should play more D linemen than we than we we expect. You know, but uh, he not was a great player, a great mm-hmm. leader, like taught us a lot. Like you know, he showed us how to lead. He led our team. But I don't think it'd be a big drop. I think we we gonna just pick up where we left. I feel like we'll be better. It'd be great. It would have been great to have he not because soon as I find out he wasn't coming back, I hit him up. I was like, dang, bro, like I wish you we should have come back. But you know, it's all it's a business at the end exactly, of the day. Exactly. Yeah, you can't do anything. And about he, that. yeah, you can't do nothing about that. Like, so you gonna go where the money goes. So you know, it's it's a it was a big loss losing Enoch. But you know, at the end of the day, we still got to move forward. We still got to adjust to what we have. And we still got to play. And now comes time for my favorite question. Uh, what's a locker room story that you can tell us or maybe a Montreal nightlife story that you can tell us? Yeah, where do you go? Where do you party? It's crazy, though, because once, it once it got cold, I didn't leave my apartment. Yeah, so. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> but, honestly, um, you're probably not the only kid from the South that says that. 
but um, we used to go. Uh, I, I had a great time every time I went out in Montreal. I forgot the club's called, but every time I love, I love, I love Joe Verse. Um, oh, Joe Verse is good. Um, yeah. I forgot the other club. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just know where they at. But you know, every time we go, I, I really enjoy the story. Locker room story that I got is um oh we used to play basketball in a little basketball hoop. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that because um I think me and Fabe was playing one time and um he tried to dunk or whatever and he had failed. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Like and then the the um Fridays before the games when we uh every the day before the games um I walked through games we used to have like a little dance in the um locker room I know y'all seen it with the video yeah we used to have a da- dance in the locker room I, I love that because you know it's a great bonding and we just just have fun Jake told us a story about um Jeremiah Johnson singing I don't know if you were uh, singing you uh, you singing everybody just kind of jumped in so he said he had it on his phone I'd love to see it I'd love to watch that video and see what you guys uh, Chris Aki remembers it and uh. I, honestly, it's there's nothing like, and I said it to him. There's nothing like a group of guys just like getting everything done together. You know what I mean? Like cohesive. Yeah, I mean, we was a real tight group, and I mm. think Kahari made us that way. You get what I'm saying? We did a lot of things together, so it's just like we was a real tight group. But I remember when, when Jeremiah was singing, we used to sing all the time. So you you said <laughs> Pat, you said Pat before. You're talking about Pat Donovan, right? No, nah, Pat on um, levels. He's a defensive court defense. Oh, Pat Donovan was the coach for Concordia. My bad. But he was yeah. in, he was in the Owls at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pat Donovan, Pat, 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 Pat. His brother's. Oh, ballhead, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Pat. <laughs> that was real cool. But I was talking about Pat Levels though. He um came from Calgary. The um outside he played Sam for us. Yeah, Pat. He he he, he the energized bunny for the team. He him and Grant Reed is the energized bunny on the team. They so, they get us going. They fire us up like we. If they got, they gonna make sure if everybody did. Me, Pat, and Greg gonna make sure we all got energy. We gonna, we everybody feed our buds. So you know, we try to keep high energy, high level all the time. Energizer buddies, but energizer bunnies. So um, I'm gonna ask you three questions. You got it. Quick answers. All right. This isn't the all trivia. Right. I had the trivia right after. Who's the best dresser in the locker room? Um, and, last um, Bo- you can never say you. Uh Bowman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Everybody's saying Bowman. Yeah, everybody says Bowman. Bowman was on the show. He retired on the show. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm announcing. I'm, I'm retiring. I'm, we're like, is this the first time we're hearing about it? He's like, yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, so okay. I, I used to text John every day. I was like, bro, every time I see him work, I said, bro, you're not retiring. Bro. Stop lying. <laughs> every year, every it's the same story him. with John. Yeah, I used, I'd be like, John. Me and John was real close, and it's crazy because, you, know, um, you know, we both started and stuff like that. I used to text me and John real cool. I still can text him to this day. We still mess around with each other. But every time I be like, bro, you're not retiring, bro. You're working out too hard not to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good dude, man. All right, second one. Who's always late? Who's the one guy that's just always late? Like a practice yeah. starts, everybody's stretching, everybody's warming up, and he's running out, and his shoelaces are untied. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the last. It's crazy because I always be the last on the field. I don't be having my jersey on, my – Sometimes my um, shoes don't be tied and stuff like that. Me, I'm the latest one. And uh, who's the, other than you? We, this one, he can't be you because we already know. But who's the loudest, like funniest guy in the in the room? Greg Reed. Greg. Greg. Yeah, Greg or Pat. Yeah. Greg or Pat. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So Greg. I'm going to hit you with three trivia questions. for about It's Georgia Tech-centric. It's only Georgia Tech info, so you should know this. You've been there for four years. You had a long career there, successful career. Who's who's the all-time sack leader in Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets history? 
um Pat Willis. No, Pat Pat um Swilling. So it's a good it's a good answer, but Pat Swilling has the record for the single season. But if you want to talk career, it's Jeremiah Araucho. Oh, Jeremiah Atatu. Yeah, he did Jeremiah. He had 33. I, I don't know how I forgot. <laughs> me and Jeremiah was close. I'm so dumb. Yeah, he was right before you, right? <laughs> yeah, right before me and Jeremiah. He the one that got me to come to Tech. Oh, there yeah, you go. Jeremiah. I can't believe I... Dang, it's okay. We won't, we won't tell him. We won't tell him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second question. How many times has Georgia Tech won the ACC championship since 2005? Because that's when... It started. Um, once. Tw- I know we won it in 08 with Nesbitt. Um, I don't think. I think Calvin Johnson lost. Nah, he. Twice. Twice, right? Four times. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> wow. Uh, Nesbitt. Um, wait, we got to stay on this question. Hold on. Oh, let me Nesbitt find won it twice, right? I Josh so. Nesbitt won it twice. Let me find it here. One sec. I'll get it for you. I Please, because what the heck? Did Calvin Johnson win it? I have no idea. I know Josh Nesbitt won it. They beat. They they lost to Iowa in the Orange Bowl. I remember that. They um, also they also lost to um, uh, Mississippi State in the Orange Bowl. No, you guys lost to Mississippi State in the Orange nah, Bowl. No, we beat we beat Michigan State, Mississippi State. My freshman, we lost to Florida State in the ACC championship. Oh yeah, you you beat Dak Prescott, right? I remember that. Yeah, we lost. So we lost. I remember us going twice. We lost to um, Florida State twice in the ACC championship. Um, I remember Daz Nesbitt going. They won it once. I don't. I thought it was just twice. Please enlighten me. I want to find it right here. Statistical <laughs> leaders. Because I know um, Ted Washington. No, I'm gonna find yeah. it. You ready? I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I can edit all this shit out after. That's crazy. Four times. I did not know that. Uh, yellow jacket of. Oh no, my bad. Okay, my bad. They've played in the AC championship four times. Yeah, we only won it once or twice. I think it was only one time you won. It, I don't think it was. Yeah, a okay, Johnson. so I was right. Josh Nesbitt. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I was like about to say, when did we win the first one? I'll give it to you. I'll give yeah. it to you. The we last won, question. Nesbitt. Uh, last question. In 2017, opening day. Do you remember that game? Yeah, we played Tennessee. What was the score? We lost by one in overtime. Um, dang. It was either. 41 to 42, 42, 43, 42, 42, 41. Yeah. What was, what was that game like? Man, it, I was so pissed. It was the, <laughs> it was the most electrifying game ever. Most electrifying game ever. So at first we started out hot, but our offense couldn't move the rock. And so we, we going back out there, man, then we, they could not stop us. Like we was killing it and we went up, we was up two possessions the whole game. And the crazy thing is, they receivers start making the incredible. Like Who did he they have? Lost. Number one, in his dread. I only think he had over a hundred. That's when John Josh Kelly started running it real hard. We couldn't stop him. He had like a hundred in the second half. And then they, they was our, the receiver was just mossing our DBs. Like it was great cover. He was just making a better play. But we lost that game because it was twenty eight to twenty one. We was up with a minute and thirty seconds left, something like that. Our running back broke the scene wide open, got to our twenty, and they stripped him from behind, and that lost us the game because we'd have got we'd have, soon as, if he. I think that really changed our season if we'd have won the game because we couldn't at that my senior year we couldn't finish close out games. We always losing 
at the end, but if he'd never fumbled, we'd have got the ball. It would have been first and goal. A first on the 15 with like a minute and 30 seconds left, and they couldn't stop us. So we was going to run out of time. Yeah. But that fumble just, it just killed us. That's how it is, man. It's against the game. It's the game. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. It was uh, it was fun talking to you, man. Enjoyed the hookah. At the same time, next time I'll have my hookah ready for you. Yeah, have don't forget when I come out there, we are gonna go to the shoe spot and warehouse. Oh, I'm down. I'm gonna take you there. Hundred percent, I'm down. One, like, the shoe spot, the shoe spot got the best vanilla milkshakes. <laughs> 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 Ever. So right, we'll, I'm definitely down to go to that. We'll check it out, man. Antonio, I appreciate it, man. It was awesome talking to you. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's PBQ Rub. Visit Mike's PBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. Uh, remind me, Antonio, when you're in town, I'll come get you some some rubs and some sauces. You'll like that shit. It's unbelievable. Um, of Alex, course, of Alex, as usual, man, thanks, my colleague. Appreciate you for coming on, uh, Antonio. I wish you guys a the best of luck. I uh, hope you guys win the Great Cup this year, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. I, I promise you we're going to win the Great Cup. Where can everybody <laughs> reach you, Antonio? Um, my Instagram is, you can type in Antonio Simmons, and it's a amp93 on it. And my Twitter, I don't be on Twitter, so you don't need to follow me. Just follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I mean, Alex are addicted to Twitter, so anyway. <laughs> it's the best. I'm, yeah, I just follow me on Instagram. I can't not be on Twitter. Anyways. That was it. Episode 47, Antonio Sims of the Montreal Alouettes. Good luck this year, buddy. Peace. Appreciate it. Good stuff.